hadn't noticed that. So we got back yesterday from camping. It was hot all weekend, you know, we get back. I'm like, ah, oh, this would be so nice. We're getting home six o'clock. It'd be so nice to sit in the air conditioning in the cold. Walking to my house and it's seventy nine degrees. That's my AC wasn't running. It was shut somebody shut it off or no, what? No, it, it did you leave a door open? Nope. How oh. disappointing. That only happens were you? in the winter. <laughs> you walk into the house like I was No. <laughs> we keep the house stays at sixty nine degrees all summer long. You're very climate controlled, aren't you? Yeah. S- Not that I like the temperature so much, but the number I, you just oh sixty eight would be optimal, but I mean we're only one away, so you just go for that. <laughs> you just deal with it, <laughs> just live with it. No, <laughs> no. So we, so I get in the house and I'm like, oh, it's humid in here. I'm like, oh, it's hot in here. And I go look and seventy eight, I think, is what it said. And I nothing was running. The AC wasn't running. And I hit the up arrow on the uh, thermostat. It said cool. It said seventy eight degrees. Set to sixty eight. Actually, is what we keep it. And I hit the up arrow, and then it started. Ran no all night problem long. problem since? That's Ran weird. all night long. When we went to bed, it was still 75 or 4. Hmm. And then uh, tonight, now when I got home, it was 68 degrees, and that was... Weird. So I have no idea why it... Somebody broke into your house and turned your thermostat off. <laughs> Just, yeah, I bet. Knowing the people we hang out with, it was one of our buddies. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Matt? That's happened, too. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I have more than one occasion woke up in the morning to the cold draft coming under the bedroom door like hmm seems extra cold in here today and you walk out and there's a snowbank in the entryway the someone front. leaves the door open oh my god on account of the drinking well someone Randy. is a guy named Randy with something no was going on uptown that night and we got back late the wind was blowing I don't know what happened didn't get the door <laughs> shut all the way oh I know exactly what happened <laughs> it's it's happened before yeah yeah you went fish ice fishing with some buddies a few years ago they're up obvious, north and they broke this was the, for Vance's bachelor party they broke the door right and then you were that well that had to sleep by the door no it wasn't broken the first night Okay. Um, was there wrestling involved? Uh, there might have been. The details of that night are pretty foggy. Foggy. Not even really foggy. They're just a lot of it's not there. Kind of like Dita's first podcast? Yes. Yeah. A lot like that. Yeah, it's just not there. But I, I, I got up there. I got up there late, so I didn't get to call a bedroom or claim a bedroom because there wasn't enough room for everybody. So you got the bathtub. Well... I mean, a lot of people tried to steal beds from other people later on, but I stayed out drinking till everybody else was in bed. So then I was the guy that got stuck with the couch next to the front door. Whatever. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'm clearly going to be able to sleep just fine. You have a cushion. For a couple hours here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched you sleep on a hardwood floor once. Yeah. I slept. I've watched him do that many of times. Yeah, I've <laughs> done that several times. <laughs> It, right. Yeah. Not anymore because I sleep uh, on a hardwood floor once in a while. Story. I got a good story. It goes away. Too. So anyway, like it, when I when I drink hard, I not that I was that night, but if I was, I don't sleep as well after like, you know, you pass out for a couple hours and then you don't sleep very good. And I kept like, man, is it cold in here? But I didn't have any blankets or a pillow. Was your really nose? Any, I had nothing. Was your nose cold? Everything was cold, that's but how, I was. That's like, how I know a room is really cold if my nose when gets your nose cold. Is it's cold? Like, oh shit! The furnace is off, or the door's open. Well, luckily, both times the door was just open. I was just able to close the door, and the house warmed up. Was such such was the case thing. in this situation. <laughs> so when the sun started to come up, which January in Minnesota, the sun starts to come up at like eight thirty. 
the sun starts to come up and I'm like, man, I got a headache and it is so cold in here. <laughs> and I finally realized like the door it's open like eight inches on top, but it's closed on the bottom. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's two feet away from me. So did someone... And it was like 12 below that night. So did someone go through the top of the door or the bottom of the door? I don't know exactly what happened I there, but we bent kicked, it most of the I way think. back. Like, oh. It never latched again, but we got it quite a ways back. Oh. Speaking of sleeping on the hard floor, one of my favorite stories of going to visit Zach at, in college. So he lived up, uh, he went to school in Bemidji. And oh, God, and you his... had to sleep on the hard floor with him? No, no, no. It wasn't us. We made it to the bed. But uh, his college roommate, Colin. We always did. <laughs> Colin decided to fall asleep on the kitchen counter for whatever reason. And then in the morning when we wake up and we go out and find Colin on the countertop, he's using a paper towel as he, a pillow. I watched him. <laughs> that house we were in, in that hey, house. paper towel. It had like hey, a lock. paper towel. Hey, yeah. Hey, I watched him towel. before he went to bed, which was the countertop. He watched walked over to the roll of paper towels and he tore one off. One? <laughs> one, one paper towel. And he laid it on the countertop and then climbed up there and snuggled up and like went to the bed. And I was so in the bag that I was like, oh yeah, that, that looks comfy. Makes sense. <laughs> Just in case he drooled. <laughs> Which he probably did. Being responsible. Yeah. Yes. You got to plan ahead. <clears throat> he was good at that. <laughs> We had was that last winter, two winters ago, and we got stuck at their place. Mm. That was two, two winters, winters ago. ago. That was a, one of those really good. It yeah, was, that was a hardwood floor night. It was really nice. Uh, Thirty degrees out. It wasn't windy, and it was snowing. It was like, a perfect a lot. day. Come on, no, we all knew the storm was coming. <laughs> yeah. There was like a winter weather advisory for like yeah, a week it, it earlier. Really, like, week it never really blew though. Do it's not leave your home. Yeah. Like we it was a Saturday party. Right, it was a Saturday. We we're gonna have a party. There was no wind. It was snowing. I we fully all live expected. four miles from them. There was a True. winter. There was like a blizzard winter. Like they were. It was gonna be the storm of all storms, yeah. and like no right. one should be leaving home. So we're, we're else? all like, let's go to Bad Darren's. <laughs> yeah. I fully, ex- I fully expected like half the times I leave my house in the winter to not make it back home that night. I was fine with that. I can sleep anywhere. Yeah, obviously I can too. <laughs> yes. So, so we're over there. Uh, we we uh, did some golfing on the ice in the snowstorm, and we had a campfire, and it was it was snowing like crazy, but it was just that perfect. It was warm, thirty degrees, but snowy. no wind, snowing for a brief period. Yeah, the time. wind must have picked up <laughs> yes. at some point in time. Well, by morning. We had what three feet of snow or something crazy. Every road and the was drifts stuck. were like Every road eight was stuck. feet yeah. deep. Yeah. So then we we all that night, anyways, just piled into their house. So um, four families. Four families it was. With a lot of kids. Yeah. I managed to I managed to snag an air mattress. I think we yeah, brought our air mattress because I was prepared. I wasn't making it home that night. They were talking to storm you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we brought an air mattress. So everyone dives on couches, chairs. <laughs> Air mattresses, and then Zach chooses the hardwood floor in no, front of Aaron's you had kitchen. No, a recliner. I went to sleep in the recliner, <laughs> and I believe I had a couple of blankets. But like eventually, the you know, like I say, when I'm drinking, I don't sleep that good. So I'm like, ah, the recliner got old. So I decided the floor looked more cozy. I felt so bad in the morning when I saw you on the floor. Honestly, the floor, other than it was, it was cold yeah. underneath. I didn't. He it did it to underneath. himself. I felt. I felt no remorse. Yeah. I chose yeah. that. It looked uh, better than the recliner at some point in those four or five hours. <laughs> Except for that bone in your shoulder from and sleeping on your... And before we moved oh. into this house, our house in Kensington, we had a different bed. 
And we had some rough years there of the kids just being in our bed all the time. And I, Zach slept on the living room floor for uh, three years straight almost every single night. Like, because his back was It was, was way so better bad. than being in the bed. So you with chose a kid. to sleep on the floor to sleep next to him? No, but I had, we did not I, sleep together. I, yeah, our kids. Oh, I thought you said we slept on the floor. No, no, no. The kids slept in the bed with me, and then Zach slept on the floor in the living room because our girls would not sleep without being next to me. They were just awful. If I have a blanket, I can easily sleep on the floor every night. That's nuts. I don't know, though. Now that we've gotten the new <clears throat> bed, you haven't slept on the floor. Did you get a ghost bed? No, I, we, we have didn't. a purple bed. You know, when I was on Drinking Bros, Ross requested to ghost bed to send me one. I haven't seen one. We just ordered one, actually, two weeks ago. You did? Yeah, so we, that's what we have now. now last You took my ghost week. bed. I took your ghost bed. <laughs> you were a paying I, customer. I, I paid for it, though. I don't yes. blame him. <laughs> well, this is a shout-out to ghost bed. We'd like to give it a fair comparison to our purple, but we really like the purple. Every time you call it a purple bed, is all I can think of is this mattress, like this... Uh, uh, plastic mattress for a reason. Why, Why? plastic mattress? Because uh, it's purple. purple. Like it's like it's easy. Purple to... is the brand. It's nothing about it as but purple, what's... other than the name, I guess. That the, the I've brand never heard is of that purple. <laughs> isn't it purple? They have you, the really isn't good... the mattress purple? No, it's white. <laughs> <laughs> have if you... you take all the blankets off? It's not purple. Oh. <laughs> I guess I've never. Have seen you made it. the bed? Have you made the bed recently? I make it every time. <laughs> he sleeps on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs a mattress anyway? No, the only thing that's purple about it is where it says purple and it's written in purple. They have the really good commercials with the cavemen. They're the Sasquatches. Funny. They were one of the first companies that started. Like they were ahead of Ghost and all the. Like they have really funny like cavemen like making fun of. They're just. I can't. They're good. You got to look them up. They should work on that harder so I'd remember them. They had like a <laughs> 15 minute YouTube ad. This is way back before we owned our bed, but it grabbed your attention. It was one of the commercials that I was like, oh, God, that's hilarious. I got to have, have a purple bed. It was like yeah. cavemen. That's not purple. Like a caveman a, a couple, bed. like wrestling on the bed and then arguing. And it was, it was funny. Yeah, it was, it was good marketing. Matt and Aaron have a giant big red tent. That's not so red. Is it pink? Great segue. Yeah. No. That, that just flowed so well. Yeah. Can you explain, Aaron? Do we need to say Put who your we're mic closer to? to your mouth first. And then, yeah. So, our guest in this episode is Aaron, who would be, uh, if you listen to our past episode uh, with Matt, we now have Aaron, who would be Matt's wife. And uh, Aaron is here with us from. Well, University of Minnesota. From Farwell, right? Minnesota. Yeah, that's Farwell, Minnesota, just down the yeah, road. Yeah, just down the road, yeah. yeah. And she's a good friend. And uh, yeah. So first of all, I want to go through this whole tent thing because it still bothers me to this day. So they so, tell me. <laughs> prairie Fest. One of the Prairie Fests, four in the morning, they're like, oh, the, there's a tent out back behind the house whenever, you know, go to bed, there's stuff in there. Like, you'll be set. I'm like, all right, perfect. So whatever time it is, four, whatever in the morning, nobody else awake. And I'm like, I should go find this tent that they nicknamed Big Red. Seems pretty obvious what it would look like. There's Absolutely. no red tent in the place. There's not a red <laughs> tent anywhere. Nowhere. There's a black tent with an army cot, no blankets or anything else behind the house, but no Big Red tent. Well, apparently 
Army the, cots suck. Just go to the hardwood. It was pretty terrible. I actually went to my car and found my car bibs because it was getting cold that night and put those on and then slept on top of the army cot in big red that's not so red. So the, the rain fly is red. <laughs> the first but they didn't was, have the fly on. They didn't have the fly on. You'd been drinking. So it's, it's a black tent nicknamed Big Red. I'm supposed to find Big Red. The whole rain fly is red. It wasn't on. <laughs> it was 4 a.m. You'd been drinking a lot. Yeah. So Aaron's here from University Minnesota Morris. I work at the University of Minnesota Morris, yes, which what you- is a campus of the University of Minnesota. Just 20 miles away. What, what do you do there? I secure resources for the college. So I work in fundraising and development. So like alumni? Alumni, friends, donors. But yeah, I mean, I'm securing resources, whether that's... You're bringing in the ching. I'm bringing in the ching. I whining. <laughs> Does whining. it say that on your business card? <laughs> whining no, and should. dining. Whining and dining, but some people prefer to give their time, their resources, but the so, dollars, yes. So can the make university a big impact. in Morris is a what kind of college? A liberal liberal arts is that is that what you call that? The University of Minnesota has five campuses, so Morris is one of them. Okay, we are kind of known for being the liberal arts college, which means that. People are not going for a specific trade. They will have a major, but they are going to get a well-rounded education because they have to have classes in all areas. Okay, so that's what that means? I've, yes. I've never, I, I yeah. didn't actually know yep. what that actually meant. Liberal okay. arts means that you have to check off class requirements from different areas other than your major. So th- they also have, and I'm probably going to say all this wrong, but they also have uh, uh, university farm, correct? It's a big... Yeah, that's wrong. So... Okay. <laughs> um, are you talking about the West Central School of Agriculture, what it was before? Well, well currently, the f- they still have the farm they, they, they run there, right? Is oh, that is that the affiliated? West Central Research and Outreach Center. Experiment Station? Correct. Yes. Well, they have <clears throat> cattle. Yes. They yeah. drive by them. So that's, yeah. that's not windmill. part of the university anymore? It's not part of the University of Minnesota Morris... It's the oh. West Central Research and Outreach Experiment Center. Oh, okay. But some of the U of M students might spend time there. Right. What did you yeah. do? What, Matt, fix that. The Here's children are being noisy again. Said, I took off my shirt because I'm a man. Well, then. Which have, son was that, I wonder? <laughs> Gee, I wonder. It is a herd of. Elephants. I don't know, a band of idiots? always. Yeah. So before this, before the school was a liberal arts, uh, it was an an egg school. Yes. Wow, that was a thing. Before? (laughs) Like, so 1910 for agriculture-focused students. For 50 years. For 50 years. I didn't realize it started that early. Yeah, 1910 to 1960. And it was really unique because they saw a need for students who were helping on the farm 
to get an edu- a high school education because most, most kids, if they didn't get an education, right. if they were yeah. working on Came the farm, they wouldn't get it. Right. Or especially past eighth grade. So if they wanted to go to high school but still had to help on the farm, they went to this boarding high school, which started after harvest. So typically late fall. And then they had a, a class schedule that was pretty rigorous. And they were done in early spring so they could go home and help with planting. So it, they were done by March. So they catered specifically to farm kids, yes. essentially. Isn't that yep. cool? Yeah, that, that is, is really cool. cool. Uh, yeah, so, I don't know anything about that. The, so the university farm that's still there today, they have, uh, um, I know they have an organic dairy herd. I don't know if they have a regular dairy herd also. Are you talking on the east side of town up in the hill there? Yeah. Yep. So that's just a mile out. Of, it's not affiliated with is, is the that, college campus. Is that a spinoff from the old egg? No. Oh, it's not? No. Oh, I thought it was. I'm lost I thought here that's too. why I'd stayed. That has nothing to do with the college? No. Hey guys, if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you've heard us talk about FBN Direct as the place where you can get the lowest prices on herbicides, fungicides, pesticides, adjuvants, basically everything you need to keep your crops healthy and growing. Well, here's something pretty exciting and new. Now everybody, even if you're not a member, can go and see chemical prices online at FBN.com. So like I say, even if you're not a member, this is your chance to see what we've been talking about. They have opened up the doors to help farmers out so you can see exactly how much money you could be saving. Make sure you check it all out at FBN.com because FBN is also running some pretty crazy deals through the end of July. And prices have dropped by as much as 27% on more than 250 different egg chemicals. This is your chance to get what you need and possibly save some big time dollars. There's free shipping on orders over five grand until the end of August as well. These are big savings that can help your farm win this crop year. Join FBN and become a member. Call 844-200-FARM. That's 844-200-FARM or check out FBN.com. Make sure you mention the Minnesota Millennial Farmer and you will save $100 on your first year of membership. But the college well, go kids then, just do go, go there. <laughs> we should fact check that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's a mile off campus. Right. Everything... The so a mile out, the farm's a mile off campus, but but does the cows. Morris, but does Morris offer any egg programs? No, oh. not right now. No. I mean, you can you can really tailor a major to fit, so you could get something based like a business type business degree, degree. Yep, that you could focus on egg, but it's not. There's no egg science type right. of degree because right. well, they had a. Uh, yeah. Minneapolis has that program because that's where Jake went, I believe. The U of M in Minneapolis. Jake. Wildman, one of our previous guests. His agronomics. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because they must have had programs for uh, conservationists. Because isn't that how you met Matt? No. Didn't so, Matt go to school okay. there? Until well, he duck hunted too much? Yes. So <laughs> he was a 4 student. No. Until he just no. didn't show enough do effort. Do you want to know what Matthew did when he was at Morris? Yes. Yeah, we do. He. Look at how bad he needs a haircut. <laughs> Look COVID. at that guy. Ooh, we got to drink COVID. He went COVID, there for drink. one yeah. year. COVID, COVID. And he ended up being on academic probation. So hardly a 4.0. But he hunted. All the time. He never went to class. So His... pretty much the same as today. 
yeah, I guess. Did he wear pajamas <laughs> every day then? No, he was in cam- his hunting camouflage clothes. <laughs> because when he came to Gen Chem in that auditorium, he would come in late if he showed up <clears throat> in his hunting camo gear, like straight from the ducks. So you were you were that gal in the back row, like, whoa. No. Look at that camo. Not wow. at all. You've heard this that story. Dude, that dude you just walked in late. This. Hot dog. I didn't even know he was there, and he kept following me around. 60 more pounds on me, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kept following me around and was pretty, uh, pretty relentless. So yep. four years later... Four years later, doing. he wore you down. <laughs> yes. Eventually, it was the only way to get him to shut up. Yeah. Fine, I'll go on a date with you. Fine, I'll go out with you. Oh, One yeah. time. Yep, that was it. How and bad do you regret that now? I know. I mean, look at Twelve years, look at this two guy. kids. He looks like Beavis over there with that hair. <laughs> shut up, buddy. <laughs> I, I still would love to cut that. I think we should cut a man's hair live on Off the Husk. Live, but edited later. We'd have later. to go to Crean and Bennett's and get the hair shears, which would be really dangerous. We'd never get out of there. Oh, we so. can get a pair of scissors. Yeah, we could do it with scissors. It'd yeah. look great. Mm. Shave Randy's back first. I, we I, could do that, I too. I can't grow back hair yet. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> which is weird, because I grow more on my back than I do on the front. <laughs> True. <laughs> He's Italian, though, so... He takes off his shirt it's everywhere. He shows up to an ugly, ugly sweater contest with just his shirt off. <laughs> 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 yeah, how did we end up harassing him more on this one than we did at the university? Oh, yes. The West Central School of Agriculture. So I always thought that the the university that's there now, or, or not the university, the, the research farm that's there now, is just still there from when that went on. Because there's cows. Clearly, so I thought the same. Their uh, their pasture where their where their cattle are are what 400 feet off campus or yeah. right up next to campus, really. Yeah. So I just always assumed that was always part of the same. Not that I'm aware of. Not that okay. I know they used it. Um, because there was actually, so it's been, the campus itself is on the National Historic Register now. So a lot of the buildings look exactly the same on the outside. Oh, because now they, they got to keep them the same. Yeah, we right. had a water tower issue go through that once. Yes. Yeah, it cost us a lot of money yes. to get it tore down. Renovations. Lousy yep. history. We had huh? to take pictures of it. And then we had to find somebody that could develop the film old-fashioned enough to make it black and white. Like We, we, had, we had a hard time finding somebody that could develop the film that way because they had to use the... Dark room, red room. Yeah, dark room. Dark room. So somebody that red wrote room is those something rules. Else. That's a different room. Yeah. Somebody spent a lot of time writing those rules while Matt was cost just us duck thirteen. Hunting. It cost the city thirteen thousand dollars <laughs> because our water tower was historic to document the historic of it and take these pictures the so they could tear it down. Mm-hmm. That's for another podcast. <laughs> Anyways, so the students at the West Central School of Agriculture had well, UMM now calls it Cow Palace. Because it was this auditorium-style seating, which had a low front where the people would come in with livestock, animals, and all the students sat auditorium-style, really high-up vertical so seats. Really way up. And that's how they would learn how to judge and show livestock. And so now it is affectionately called the Cow Palace, and today we still call it the Cow Palace. That's the auditorium nice. there? Yes. I've been in that auditorium. I didn't realize it was called the Cow Palace. Yep. 
one of the auditoriums, not the one. In the oh, you have multiple building. ones. Yeah, oh, I was in the one. I was in the one. I was in the one Dayton spoke at. Which one? Neither Zachary. I went to a tech went school. To that one yeah. was in. That's an Edison but I auditorium. Didn't wear they pajamas. Had animals in that too. Okay, but that was that, also there back then. Yes. Holy cow! Yeah. Yep. No pun intended. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> well done. So these kids, eighth graders. So we're talking. Well, they usually had an eighth grade education, so they were high school, like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen yes. years old. Would go there. Mom and dad would would be like, "We we we need to figure out how to farm better. Here, mm-hmm. go to school. Yes. Come back in the spring to put the crop in. They'd have to find the money to pay tuition." And they would go there and probably stay and live there the entire time because most of them weren't driving cars at that time. So they'd come from a ways away. It wasn't yeah. like all local kids. <clears throat> not all local. I mean, we tap- I say 60 mile so radius a, probably. That's, a long, that's a long ways away, you know, 100 years ago. So Absolutely. I'm, one of our previous guests, Jan Payne, uh, yeah. his dad was, I think, maybe the last year. Yep. I've worked with that it was on, went to school there. Yep. So that's so Aaron, because you still, I don't want to say call on, but you still deal with these people that were there because they're still technically alumni. alumni? Yes. These people who went to WCSA have such affection for this place. Right. Because they were like family. They grew up there. They really did. So unique. So unique. They are some of the, the most loyal and kind and unique people they are could you imagine being 16 years old was there many females there yeah there There so the okay this today this probably sounds odd but obviously all the boys would go to learn farming techniques engineering cattle how to measure a hay bale and all the girls would go and they would learn Basically, home make. I mean, they would canning, cooking, how to iron sheets, and so it was basically like. Are there any of those women that are single today? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. Uh, The good ones are always taken. It sounds a lot like you know, for somebody who would want to homeschool, like if you could just pay somebody to homeschool your kids, like that's kind of what it sounds like. They like, yeah. Could you imagine being sixteen years old and go to high? So I'm going to high school. In this campus, sixty miles from home. Sixty miles from home, where there's female sixteen-year-olds. Could you imagine the shenanigans that must have went on there at nights? Well, they I'm had sure they house, kept them separate. They had, uh, yes, they had girls' dormitory. They had a boys' dormitory, right? And they had house or dormitory mothers, so they would keep a close eye on them. They all had curfew. But I've heard many stories of them sneaking out. Well, yeah, back then, their curfews, everything was so lax back then. What were they sneaking out for? Shenanigans. With the opposite <laughs> sex. Before 1960? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> they didn't elaborate, but they were, they were sneaking yes. out. Yes. Having a good time. Hopping in the Model T. And hoping yeah. they didn't get caught by that house mother. Because I'm sure what? you could get kicked out, constable. right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, they wouldn't kick you out. They would just smack your hand with a ruler and they would yeah. smack you around a little bit and put you back into shape. You didn't, they didn't send you home. I don't know. How are you going to get home? It's 60 friggin' miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Call Uber. 
No. Walk. No. Clip clop, clip clop, clip clop. Yeah. Call the clip clop. I think a lot of them had to hitchhike. Yeah, yeah, we've heard stories. I don't know which guest it was. Oh, it was uh, well, sorry, it, my grandpa, it was Randy Nesman. My grandpa walked home when and, he got home from war, right? Oliver. Yeah, got he home got from home war. from war. They dropped him off in Glenwood, and twenty like, miles Here away. Here you go. Hitchhike and walk their way home in the middle of the winter. Yep, uphill both ways, four feet of snow. So the classes mm-hmm. that they had here, they were they were dedicated towards ag. So the kids would go there and like they they weren't teaching them everything about everything. They were specifically. They were trying to make them better farmers? Yes. Yeah? And it was supposed to be the newest farming techniques so that they could then, like I said, they had the shortened academic year, and then they could go home for the summer and teach their parents and grandparents these yep. new techniques that Everything, they were learning. How to run an auto steer, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, probably. Randy's that. out. Him and Matt are going back and More forth. Than- <laughs> Look at these millennials and their yes. cell phones. <laughs> More like auto steer is the only way I know how to farm, man. That's true. That's yep, true. That is true. His short stint of land rolling. You know, I if I, I can get the roller down. Like ten years ago, the co-op was out here and they were doing something in one of our fields, and he was down. He was sitting there for an extra hour, and we're like, "What? Like, we better go see if they need some tools or what's going on." So we drive up there. He's like, "Oh no, the the auto steer. We just we can't figure out. Like, the auto steer keeps clicking out." And we drove away just laughing, like. His auto steer's not working, and he's sitting on the end of the field trying Doesn't to. Doesn't like, know what to do. Oh, what are you? I don't understand. But, but uh, now I've had auto steer for ten years, and if that thing quits, I'm losing my mind. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, about- it, it, it is too. <laughs> it is because you can't look at the computers. You can't look behind you. It's like I had. So I don't you even really forget how much auto steer lets you pay attention to the details of everything. From somebody who just learned how to drive tractor this year and learning with auto steer, if now you put me out there and you're like, okay. Now find your mark across the field. I'd be like, no. She had auto steer in the roller, and she was freaking out because it would wander a little. And, like, she kept calling me, like, I, I don't know if it's right or not. <laughs> I'm like, well, just. Are you I, getting from one end to the other? Yeah. I don't know how to explain Good that. <laughs> we had, uh, so now I'm so on the auto steer. I took the markers right off my planter because they're always in my way, and the bushings are shot in it. So they would, it would actually, where the marker folds over. It would rock back and forth and kind of fall off that arm. So I just need to put new bushings in it. But I was like, well, screw that. I'm just going to take them off. You had to take it off to put bushings in anyway. Right. Leave them off. But uh, probably eight years ago, the planter was running. I lost auto steer for a day. So I was like, well, I'll just drop a marker and I'll plant. You know, no big deal. And I couldn't I couldn't do it because I'm so used to staring back at the planter the whole time now. So, so I wasn't with, watching the machine because I was, I was staring at this mark in front of me. And yep. then I'm like, well, I got to look at the planner. So I'd turn around, and then it was so awful. I made four rounds, and I just stopped. Like, I'm going to wait the hour for someone to come fix my auto steer. <laughs> it, it is. This is bad. Yeah, it is so crazy. Much, the farmers like the who don't now. have auto steer are really laughing at you right now. You know. Well, that. I know, but when you get used to you 98% of the mass. time, I'm looking at the implement now. I don't, I'm not looking at or the computer. Or the computer. Right. Or the computer. Yep. It beeps when I get to the end of the field. I know when I got to turn around. Yep. But I'm looking at what I'm doing. Part of me thinks, though, that, like, like how Onyx and I learned that day with the auto steer, part of me thinks that, like, you should still, you should learn to just do it without auto steer just on, uh, like, uh, merit. Not necessary. I know, but just, 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 just. So you no can say you can. Yeah. Right. Just but on then merit. You, but like, then you'll wrap that land roll around a tree because you're watching your mark instead of where you're driving. 
That's not true. I mean, how many years did you guys plant without or not plant anything without auto steer? Well, and how many trees did you wrap corn it planters. You know, and this is the other thing. So yeah, that's Onyx. True. So yeah. I have as many years of experience or as much time without auto steer as I do with. But and nothing was thing. 60 foot so wide. Onyx is young, but this kind of blew me out of the water. And when I told Zach, he was like, holy crap. But it doesn't take that, it, you know, it doesn't take that much of a brain to do, you know, running the land roller. It's just kind of like very basic. Right. And Onyx was like, well, I'm going to watch on my phone. And I'm like, oh, no, no, you're not. Day one. Oh God. I yeah. leave her and Onyx in it alone. And he's like, give me your phone. I want to watch YouTube. Oh no. And I Are was you just kidding like, me? no freaking way. And it's he's a like, $200,000 tractor. Why? And I'm like, I don't make me call your father. Like, no way in heck. And he's sitting there arguing with me about it. But that's kind of why I think, like, you need to learn the responsibility of it because it's such a basic thing that your brain and, you know, his brain especially just doesn't think that it's that big of a deal. And it's like, no, it is a big freaking deal. Like, you cannot... When DJ was... And you can't always trust the computer. So if a person, if you never learned how it's supposed to be without the computer, how are you going to know... When your computer's not working right, yeah. it's kind of yeah. like when DJ was about probably 12, 13, maybe 10, 11, somewhere in there, he was land rolling. It was an old uh, 8700 Ford with, uh, I believe, a 40 foot land roller we had at that time. <clears throat> and he'd come up to a, a drainage ditch, and the seat had sat on, I think he said, a can of ether. So spraying ether in the oh, cab. You know, oh, no, inside the cab? So he's bending over trying to grab this can of ether and parks this 8700 tractor in a drainage ditch. And he hit it at an, such an angle that the land roller had kind of went across the drainage ditch first, and that was the only thing holding this tractor up. So we have a picture. The front tire's down in this drainage ditch, and the land roller spanning the drainage ditch holding this tractor up. There's only thing to keep it from tipping over. And this one, when he first land rolled, I'm no auto steer, nothing then, but he, he was sitting on this, this can of ether was spraying him in the back of the leg and he was trying to find it and parks this thing on the I should find the picture and I'll, I'll post it. Wow. It's, Did he get it's a cool picture. I would assume so. Yep. But. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so that was, and then of course it was, it was around their house. So their mom, Bonnie could look out and just see. See the tractor that she knew DJ was just driving, right. parked in the drainage ditch, Parking held up the by the land roller. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet he's got that can of ether under yeah. the seat again. <laughs> I bet she went up. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, gee whiz! <clears throat> and that's why at the Morris School of Agriculture, it was so important to teach how to drive correctly using yes. auto steer. I don't think they had auto steer, did they? So what Definitely do you know? Not. I bet they learned no. what a can of ether was. And how do you uh, say? 1910? At the I end of it. They did. But you said it went, no, you said it went all the way until, didn't you say 1960? 60. Yes, they had ether well, actually, in 1960. So there was three years of overlap because in 1960 they stopped enrolling new students because they announced that the University of Minnesota Morris, well, the University of Minnesota was opening another campus. So oh. it would be located in Morris. And Morris fought really hard to have that. University of Minnesota campus there in their they, town. They wanted it there. Yes. Yep. It was between them and I think Montevideo and Waseca. Really? I think. Yep. So they lobbied hard, and so they wanted they, to get all them hillbillies out of their town. They needed the college, yeah. and it's been great. Oh right. Yeah. So oh so in 1960 they announced that was opening, 
But then those people, it was like a three, usually three years. Some went for two. So the last graduating class of the West Central School of Agriculture was actually 1963. Okay. So there was three years of overlap, and they had some of the same classes, you know. Is there a lot of history around campus of of that, those yeah. 50 years there? Like, I mean, does everybody around there pretty well know what that place used to be? That's a good question. We try, you know, we hope, we talk about it. Um, on the campus buildings, there's bronze plaques that say what every building was in the agriculture. And I'd assume most students stop and read those plaques <laughs> right, right, really right, admire no. the history of the place. Who knows? But I, I don't. That's hard to say. We talk about it a lot because they're such a huge part of the campus. They come right. back every year for a reunion in July, and they still, I mean, these people are not getting younger. Right. And they come back. Right. They, they were there in 62. Right. Right. So they come back every July. They get together in Arizona and in Texas because so many of them winter. Because they're all in Arizona yeah. for the yeah. winter. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, they have a really strong bond. So. That's pretty awesome. That I, is crazy. So I had, um, so 12 years ago I had some things go on, and I had a central line. So basically where they they put a, what you call it, a stint? I don't know what you call it. Yeah. But it was a line that went in my neck on my right side and directly to my heart. They called it a central pick, I believe, or line, something like that. Pick line. There you go. Probably a pick line. But anyways, the surgeon that was putting that in was talking to me as he's poking this thing in, tickling my heart, that, uh, uh, where are you from? Ah, da, da. And, and then, oh, you, you live close to Morris. He said, I went to, did they have nursing or, or, or doctor? So maybe he went to whatever we first. Went to a pre- well, it's possible pre-med. he went to high okay. school there. No, this oh. was at the college, so it was oh, like okay. a pre-med something or other. Yeah. But he's, he he joked how it was odd to wake up in his dorm room and look out his window to sheep in his backyard sure. because of the university oh, farm. Yeah. in the middle of nowhere. It, for yeah. a university, for sure. That is just a weird thing. Like, I wonder how many other universities there are like that in the country that are literally in the middle of nowhere. Like, Right. Compared yeah. to a major city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But carry the big University of Minnesota name, right? One of the big—I mean, the biggest for our state. So, yeah. do you do you still meet with these egg guys? Yeah. Do yeah. you do you? Uh, I mean, other than the meetups, do you do you go meet them throughout the year? Are they oh, some of your donors or rather whatever? Than the reunions, right? Yeah, I see them, and you know their connection. I think is it's no longer the agriculture high school but it's the same place it's like the same it's buildings right. yeah. it's the same that's what they're and doing they yep. are yeah pretty affectionate towards that time in their lives when they lived so how there, does made friends learned their livelihood and that's they chose to do right yep so how does that work do you just keep a clear path of communication to them at all times and they might call you up and say hey aaron you should come visit me sometime in the next few weeks or how, how do you that's best case scenario but okay. we have yeah oh, normal you... communications with them and we're calling to you know check in see how they're okay. doing if they have questions about what's going on with the campus today and okay but some some are just compelled to give us a call too and Hey, I want to make a difference because that place made a real difference. Such right. sentimental, yeah. For, yeah. so yeah. sentimental. I know for them. we we talked today how cool that would have been if that if if the egg school is still there, or even if if there was an egg school like that. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, there's nowadays. Uh, what are Pretty they? sure Becky lost her kitchen table upstairs just now. <laughs> just, <laughs> that was a loud came one. Crashing to the floor. <laughs> the mics might have picked that one up. <laughs> Like trade schools as far as college, but I know like, and so when you talk like public school systems or private schools, like charter schools are starting to cater a little bit more, but it's uh, banging on the ceiling at the like kids. You got to fight with the neighbors upstairs. We need, we need a stick that you can jab the ceiling with. But you know, boarding schools definitely still exist, but boarding schools nowadays are, you know, expensive like which i'm sure they were expensive back then too but i mean how expensive could it have been if it were still catering to our area like i I don't know i mean but when you talk boarding school nowadays that's an expensive thing you know that's where donald trump sends his that's where donald sends his kids type yeah that's this i think was it's hard to know all adjusted for inflation, but right? It was definitely a privilege, right, to go to be able to go. It, yeah, but I would assume but people found so nineteen the investment nineteen ten. I mean, they were there through the thirties. Mm-hmm. I would assume a big thing. When was conserv- conservation a huge thing on the or after the Dutch Bowl? Yeah, which would have been the 30s. The 30s, yeah. yeah. So that's when they were really starting to preach that, hey, you don't need to plow this stuff seven times starting in August. You know, yeah, would that have I, been then or not? Well, it was in, wasn't it? Oh, man, I'm going to get shredded apart if I say this because I don't know for sure when, but when one of the presidents said fence row to fence row, when we were plowing fence oh, row to right. fence row, what year was that? Uh, 30, it would have been the end of the 30s, right? The end of the 30s? Like 36? So, Becky, Dust get on the thirties. Becky's on the it. Dirty thirties. The dirty thirties. Yeah, but we. I mean, people are shocked to hear that in the nineteen thirties we farmed more land in the U.S. than we do now. Okay. Right. This is totally not relevant, but it's a recipe that actually looks really good, and it's called fence row to fence row. <laughs> beat eggs in bowl. Add cake mix, lemon pudding, oil, and water to Becky eggs. Said mix beat. thoroughly. Pour batter into grease nine by thirteen pan. When the cake is done, take it out of the oven and immediately use a fork to poke holes in it. Then pour glaze over. Oh, so what president was it lemon. and what year? <laughs> We're not sure. She had me at lemon. <laughs> it looked good. Okay, here we go. Farming the fence row to fence row. I'll Google it, Randy. I'm there. <laughs> Farmers should plant fence row to fence row, quotation, was a directive made nearly half a century ago by Secretary of Agriculture Earl Boots. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. Yeah, who not opposed, President. I said Secretary of Agriculture. Who federal but. programs that idled cropland. More recently, planting fence row to fence row has been resurrected by some environmentalists as a derogatory accusation against farmers. Derogatory in the sense that it demonizes farmers for favoring production income over wildlife conservation. So what you're talking there, would that have been the 80s when when Sodbuster? However, annual USDA reports show that since 1980, total cropland in the U.S. has declined by 38 million acres. So I think 1980 or early 80s was Sodbuster and Swampbuster. Which was when the Wetland Conservation right. Act in Minnesota that was. that was 81? Something like that. It was 85 is when it was implemented. I do know that. So okay. pre-85, you could pretty much do anything you wanted to. Uh, yeah. If you wanted, well, I don't know about a lake, but you could drain some pretty big things. Yeah. And then 85 is when the Swamp Buster, which is also the Sod Buster, 
So if it has never been plowed, I would assume this is a state thing. If it has never been broke, if it's been prairie, virgin prairie, there's not much of it around, but there's some, you can't plow it up now. That's part of the sod buster, which at the same time, they did the swamp buster. Yep. Which if it wasn't drained before 85, you can't drain it now. Yep. 85 yep. was CRP as well. And CRP as well. Okay, so that was this all that. Is an interesting so this is all article. after that. But I know in the 30s when they are talking the whole plowing the dust bowl, that's when they really started, hey, you don't need to plow this stuff nine times. Right. You know, it's okay to let something grow and, and still be there the next year. All right. Oh but how cool that to have a university like that where you'd send your kids yeah. to to learn all that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> nice to learn all about segue. getting down and dirty Saturday night. tomorrow for sure. Yep. Well, it sounds like some of them maybe were sneaking out to... to you know, go fence row to fence row. How many, how many right. couples? It reminds me of Police Academy. <laughs> police when he walk, Academy. When he walks into the sergeant's room. Remember when he kept sneaking into the women's dorm dressed like a female? I don't remember that. You're going to have to watch Police Academy I again. I, what was uh, yeah. the one with, uh, that's not, uh, what was what was the 80s, uh, the 80s cop show where with Martin Riggs? Lethal, Riggs, <laughs> lethal, lethal weapon. weapon. Oh, come on. Riggs. Riggs. <laughs> oh, Lord. Riggs and Murtaugh. Murtaugh, that's right. <laughs> Riggs. <laughs> well, that was a good movie, too. All of them were. All of them. Yep. So what's it like meeting, or, or uh, so you're dealing with alumni who both were from the egg school in the 60s to... The liberal, liberal arts, arts students of today. <laughs> of today. That is a weird transition. Why wouldn't they have yeah. better aligned? But I suppose the U of M knew what they were looking for, that they wanted to have a liberal arts school, and that was basically well, it. Was I it suppose. a liberal arts school in 60? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it opened as. I think um, from 1910 to 1960, <laughs> there's been a lot of change in farming from 1910 to 1960. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So how did they think, keep up think with Think of that? how the classes were different and the of what the training was in 1910 How did they find the teachers for a program like that? Because like, 1910 would have been all horses, right? Oh, oh 100%. Yeah. Oxen, oxen would have been coming, horses. Kids were coming to school on horse and buggy Not moped. in 1910. In 1960, it would have been full auto. Like, yeah. there wouldn't yeah. have been any horses bringing kids to school really, right? You almost had Camaros in 1960. Oh, yeah. Uh, there yeah. were some of those I suppose people it would have been. now. Yeah, just Muscle about cars and... getting close. Oh, yeah. yeah. In their 80s. And they'll bring pictures of their cool cars yeah. that they had to show the ladies around in. Yeah. There's a 68 well, for sale in Henning. I saw it on Facebook. Can't get it out of my head. <laughs> just anyway, go on. I think you've showed it to me twice now. Yeah, twice yesterday. Wow. You should pin it to the ceiling of his bedroom I'll above pull it the up for floor you. where he sleeps. Keep going <laughs> on. <laughs> but I don't know how they found the faculty. If yeah. Not really from the egg school. I don't that know. That seems like a, a big feat to back mm-hmm. then. Like, how do you find an educated enough person to teach? And or was it, not farming their own. Right. Or was it really good teachers who took the time to research it and then teach it? Like, that's... It almost kind of sounds like missionary work, like how. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I want to be a missionary. How do I get to be a missionary? <laughs> From 1910 to 1960, they got a high school diploma. 
that sounds pretty cool. And they oh. learned Holmac so or then, egg related. So that's okay. seems useful. Yes. So that's all you got out of that was a high school diploma? Yes. It was nothing. It was not a college. It was a high school. It was, it was a, a high boarding school. high school. And oh, it was I didn't a quite realize that either. Rivalry with the local high school because Morris Area High School was going at that time. And the boarding high school. Cyrus probably was too. Probably. I so bet, was Kensington. I bet they stole some goats and put in the locker room. Did that happen on Blue Mountain State? Yeah, I did. When you yep. said that, I was like, oh, that happened on Blue Mountain State. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why they canceled that show so early. Oh, don't get it. Me and like Randy three started. episodes. It's terrible. I watched them. You want to wrestle right now. <laughs> <laughs> Matt doesn't like Blue Mountain State? Have you watched Blue Mountain State? What? Randy told me to watch it. I couldn't get through two episodes. I couldn't either, Matt. All right, we're going to wrestle. As soon as these mics go off. Blue Mountain State, to me, is... uh, I mean, it's close to South Park. Like, South Park is just... The humor in it is genius. If you can get past the fact that it's a cartoon and it seems dumb as hell, it is genius. So It's hilarious. And it is the perfect bedtime show to watch. Yeah, because you just sit there and laugh your ass off, and then you just fall asleep, and it really didn't matter what happened. You laugh funny. yourself to sleep. Tina, well, that's hated where it. that's Tina where Blue Mountain so much visualizing like Randy like. <laughs> ask, no, see, ask Tina about it. It annoyed her. I had problems I falling asleep to it because I'd be just about to sleep. Like, not I haven't been paying attention for ten minutes. I'm and then almost unconscious. About to do something stupid, and, and then like, the mascot would do something funny, and I'd like I'd start or laughing. Thad. Or Thad like, would do God something. Dang, yeah. yeah, I was just about asleep, and then Thad said something. <laughs> that's a that's a really good show. It was pretty good. It's ridiculous that it only went three yep. seasons. Three seasons, all it did. Sad. So now it's the new really one is sad. the new one now is uh, Sein or not Seinfeld. The new, um, <laughs> Seinfeld no, is a brand new show. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. What? Cheers is my new bedtime. You oh copied my. me. I did, because you said that's what you're doing. So oh, I'm, I'm glad like, you oh, admit try that. that. Yeah, cheers is, you, a good, cheers is a perfect Because you can bedtime. fall asleep three minutes into turning it on. Seven episodes later, your TV just automatically shuts off. The next day, you start on episode eight. And it doesn't matter. It didn't matter. No. But they're pulling it from Netflix, Tina tells me. Cheers? Better the end it. of the month. I have, like, tonight. To watch 482 episodes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> 11 years. yeah you're not going to make it, man. I've been watching Cheers for two and a half years, How many three years, years did and that... I'm on like episode three. Well, I, I just or, started. I mean, the... not episode season. three. Season three, yeah. Well, I'm mostly through it because I just restart like wherever it said it shut off. And it plays I about eight, I haven't nine watched Cheers to Fall Asleep in like, a year and a half. You don't watch TV at all anymore. Like, you just are not a TV But there guy. was one time this year when I went on a reading. trip and I couldn't fall asleep, so I watched any, Cheers. Do you have any uh, book reading recommendations for our viewers? I've been wondering. I kind of started, I was thinking on some other podcasts I listen to, they make recommendations at the end of the podcast. Like, if you're like-minded like us, here are some things to either go and watch or listen to. I think that's kind of cool. Like, here are our recommendations. I I've got Cheers. <laughs> I've read I've read five books in 2020 so far. Wow. How do you how do you um, fall asleep reading a book? Pretty soon the book just oh hits gosh. you in the head. Pretty you no. Eventually you hit a point where you're like, well, now I I'm not paying attention. I'm just going through the words. So you close the book. That's you every shut, shut the little light off. But that's every word I ever read in a book. Like I'll read, I'll read a no, book from cover to cover, book. and then you I'm, need a better book. And then I go, I, I don't, I couldn't even tell you the main character. I read all the words. Maybe you're dyslexic like I am. I'm the same way. I have to do audio books, but you could do audio books. Like turn on a book, no screen, listen to the audio book, and then like. But then I need a nightlight because nothing would brighten up my bedroom. 
Well, that's no. When you're trying to fall asleep, <laughs> the light. I've recently i've I've been listening to audiobooks, and it's kind of it's interesting because I do not read. I hate it. Being dyslexic, it's painful. It's just I don't retain it. I hate it. So I was like, well, I'm gonna try audiobooks, and it's so much more enjoyable, and you can still take the knowledge in, and it's like. Well, why couldn't I do this my entire life? I wish this existed yeah. ten fucking years ago. Audiobooks? Audiobooks. They, they existed did. many, many <laughs> years they ago. They did exist ten years ago, but they were not that accessible. Yeah. Like I think they had the cassette tapes you could rent at the yeah. local library. Yeah. But they're still like Books not on tape. Yeah. Books is that what it's called? Not yeah. like not like <laughs> now when you can uh, just like hit the button on your phone and it's there and it's pretty much right. every book under the sun. But hey, you know Siri. what you need to do is go to the Cheers Bar in Boston. Because it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, you know what the problem is with that? What? Randy's phone. Your <laughs> phone just picked up directions to the Cheers Bar. It did. That's awesome. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Hold her up to the mic, see I what guess she says. I guess it's well trained. That's funny. The problem with visiting the Cheers Bar is you got to go to Boston. Boston is fun. Get out of here with that. Go back to your liberal arts college. There. Have you, Boston. Have you, have you been to Boston? I No, and you know how much interest I have in going there? Were you waiting for an actual answer? I was was waiting. I was. We were in New Jersey with Casey and uh, and uh, Joey. We go to pick up. You were in New Jersey. Jersey? We flew to New Jersey to pick up. You flew to pick up a limo. Did you fly a limousine? Yes. Did you fly into Newark? Which airport did you fly into? I I don't. You don't know. I don't remember. I think there's only two options. But so we flew to New Jersey to pick up this limousine that we bought on eBay. They that limousine still limousine? sits over there. Yeah, yeah. Where is it sitting? Uh, I don't want to get too oh. specific and descriptive, sure. but north of between K Town and Hoffman, and local area, like five trees. miles south of Joey's. Yeah, oh yeah. My gosh. <laughs> so we fly out there to pick up this limo. We get in it and uh, we just take back. So there's three of us. Just start going back and we stop at. Uh, this was Joey A. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So we stop at a. Uh, Whatever it was, a fast food place. Oh, yeah, sorry, different, yes. I forgot they were both named Joey. Clarify. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, Casey goes in and we order our food and Casey orders a pop. She Did says, he skip the like cheese on the burger because it saved him <laughs> 16 cents and then complained that the burger was dry? <laughs> <laughs> different That's story, another- sorry. <laughs> uh, this, this, this sausage egg and... No cheese tastes like shit. <laughs> well, no shit, idiot. It was That's 16... why the other two of us paid the dollar to get they a decent gave us meal. The, that, the McDonald's gave us... Sausage, egg, and biscuit with no cheese. They gave us the fireman fireman discount because we had our fireman's shirts on. I so like how we jumped from one off. story to another in the middle of we'll it. We'll come but back. They're, they're 50% off. So he orders two sausage egg and cheese biscuits for 63 cents and she says oh you wanted cheese with that because that cheese is an extra 16 cents and he's like why would no, you tell no. him that well no <laughs> so then he, he's he's halfway through his first sausage biscuit in the back seat of the pickup <laughs> he's like so tastes like shit i'm not eating the other one <laughs> the other two of us were just like oh my god this is good <laughs> If something comes with cheese on it, why would you? I just well, that's how McDonald's gets you. So if you order, if you order 
It's how uh, they get you on the dime it's, nickel and it's penny. It's not a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. It's a sausage, egg, biscuit, and you can add cheese for $3. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But, so anyways, the limousine Matt's Rockies, story. Matt's Rockies. Matt's Rockies. <laughs> the limousine story. So we go there, and she goes, what would you like to drink? And Casey goes, I'll have a pop. And she looks at him. And uh, or no, she she yells in the microphone. I, I kid you not. She yells in the microphone. Do we sell pop here? <laughs> and, the lady, and the lady in the back, who clearly was the manager, knew what a pop yells, is. So she yells up. Managers front. are very very well educated yeah. in all things. So she yells up from the beverages. from the grill. Oh, he must be from the south. He means a soda. <laughs> and, oh. and Casey just he just smiles, shakes his head slowly, and points up and goes. We're from the north. <laughs> Clearly, Casey has a southern accent. Oh, very southern, according to the oh, people yeah. in Wisconsin, especially. When I was in Boston, I a lot of people compliment uh, complimented me on my Minnesota accent. I don't think compliments the right just, word. But no. did, did they know you were from Minnesota, or did they assume they it comment, was commented? Yeah, commented, not com- Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you must be from Minnesota, eh? <laughs> yeah. How's that tater tot hot dish treating you? Award winning. You're from Fargo. Award winning. (laughs) Have you heard of Sue's Hot Dish? I'll bet a couple of them had. We're going to get some messages after this one. She makes a mean hot dish. Hey, I'm from Boston, and I don't like you talking bad about my state. I don't know what what accent I'm doing anymore. I actually enjoy it. Top of the morning to you. I'm from Boston. (laughs) And I... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, before we end this podcast, I have a couple things that I need to hit on. Um, if you're interested in some Off the Husk merchandise, uh, be sure you visit our website, www.mnmillennialfarmer.com, and uh, hit the merchandise tab, and you can find all new Off the Husk shirts. And also, we want to know who you guys want us to interview, what you want us to talk about. So when you're on the interweb, on the social media Hashtag off the husk and let us know what you want us to talk about. That was it. Sorry. You nailed it. You were looking at me like I was supposed to confirm all this stuff, which I had no idea. So, so what you need to do is just go, yeah, affirmative. Why well, smiled and nodded? You, that so makes you, sense too. That's you, a, that's sick. That's sign language. Right. You, you betcha. Well, I, you know, doing the stage. Okey dokey. You got to get that in though. <laughs>